Welcome to the latest edition of the Fixed Interests podcast series. I'm Jan Friedrich, Head of Europe, Middle East and Africa Sovereign Ratings. Today I'm joined by Erika Rispe, Senior Director in Fitch's Emerging Europe Sovereign Team and Primary Analyst for Turkey. We downgraded Turkey to B plus with a negative outlook in February and so we now suggest to take a look at what drove that decision, particularly the unusual policy settings and what they mean for creditworthiness, as well as the implications of the war in Turkey. So, Eric, maybe you can start by summarizing what drove the recent downgrade. Uh, Turkey's downgrade to be plus uh, with negative outlook uh, reflected a recent history of increasingly intense financial stress episodes, and these episodes have negatively impacted credit fundamentals. We also consider that the current policy mix may increase vulnerabilities and exacerbate macro-financial risks. On the first point, uh, if we go a couple of years back, uh, we downgraded Turkey to double B- in July 2019. Since then, we have had three policy-driven stress episodes, including the anti-crisis credit stimulus of 2020, the dismissal of the governor of the central bank in March 2021, and the most recent one unleashed by the interest rate cutting cycle in December 2021. Uh, this monetary policy easing took place in spite of rising inflation and diminishing domestic confidence. The impact on Turkey's credit profile has been significant. The lira has depreciated by over 50% against the US dollar. Inflation has tripled to 36% when comparing the end year figures of 2019 and 2021. And uh, as you know, continues to be on the rise reaching 54% in February. International reserve cover is not only lower, but also the composition has weakened, especially when subtracting the contribution of foreign exchange swaps. Uh, it is also important to keep in mind that we have had four central bank governors since July 2019. This, of course, highlights the degree to which political interference has weakened policy credibility and predictability. Additionally, uh, we do not anticipate that the authorities' policy response to reduce inflation will sustainably ease macroeconomic and financial stability risks. We actually believe that the policies such as FX-protected deposits, targeted credit allocations, and capital flow measures, combined with an expansionary policy mix, could entrench inflation at high levels and increase the exposure of public finances to exchange rate depreciation and inflation. This, in turn, uh, could hit domestic confidence and reignite pressures on international reserves. Finally, given the implementation of Turkey's new economic model and government official statements earlier in the year continuing to advocate for lower interest rates, we consider that the risk of additional destabilizing monetary policy easing or stimulus policies ahead of the 2023 general election is high. Given recent episodes of rapid depreciation and volatility, there is an elevated degree of uncertainty about the authorities' policy reaction function in this event. Also, uh, as political considerations limit the central bank's ability to raise its policy rate. Thank you for that. You mentioned already that there has been previous episodes of, of stimulus, previous episodes of, of crisis as well. How do the current settings compare to these previous cycles of monetary policy easing and credit stimulus in Turkey? Yeah, we, we, we think that there are at least a couple of important differences. First, the start of the easing cycle in September takes place in an environment where actually inflation is on the rise and at high levels, 
And the cycle continues in spite of the shock to domestic confidence taking real rates to unprecedented negative levels. Also, uh, we know that the political leadership in Turkey has for some time advocated for lower rates, and as a result, the independence of the central bank has been weakened during this endeavor. In the process, as we just discussed, we have had four different central bank governors in less than three years. The September-December 2021 Eastern cycle can be included as part of this sequence of events. But now, I guess the arguments in favor of lower rates have been articulated uh, as part of an economic development strategy, the new economic model. In this model, lower rates are not only a preference, but actually a centerpiece and the starting point of a virtuous cycle. Thus, the solution to the inflation problem, in policymakers' view, will have to wait for this virtuous cycle to play out, including through higher investment, higher exports, uh, leading to current account surpluses that will support the lira. And this will in turn bring inflation under control. Finally, I mean, the government has introduced FX protected deposits as the central element of its policy response to reduce uh, foreign exchange demand, poor domestic confidence and disinflation. In this mechanism, the government guarantees the term depositors will receive a return higher than depreciation over the duration of the deposit. Hence, uh, in our view, the return to raising rates to rebuild confidence, tackle inflation and repair expectation, as in previous cycles we have seen, does not seem to be in the toolbox of policymakers, at least in the near term. And so where does that leave us? What are the implications for Turkey's credit profile and what's the impact on Turkey's historical sovereign rating strength? On the policy response side, um, we have indicated that the centerpiece of policy response uh, to improve confidence and support and also to move ahead with the government's liberalization strategy is this mechanism, the FX protected deposits. But this new instrument's capacity to sustainably improve confidence is limited uh, with the current high and rising inflation, as well as anchor expectations. There are significant risks that if the instrument fails to reduce domestic demand for foreign exchange and preserving a stable exchange rate in that uh, circumstance will require uh, additional FX intervention or additional capital flow measures, such as those recently introduced requiring the sale of 25% of exporters' revenues, as well as, for, for instance, other tighter controls to monitor credit allocations uh, in local currency do not add to FX demand. This, of course, could turn into a negative effect for domestic confidence. Also, the banking sector in Turkey has demonstrated pressure resilience and continued access to external financing in recent years. Uh, however, we have to mention that the combination now of deeply negative real policy rates and rising inflation create risk for financial stability. Uh, for example, if the positive confidence is shaken and could potentially also jeopardize the until now resilient access of banks and corporates to external financing. In this negative scenario, official international reserves would come under pressure as a significant portion of banks' foreign currency assets are held in the central bank, including through FX swaps and reserve requirements. On the rating strengths or long-standing rating strengths for Turkey, public finances continue to maintain that level in terms of uh, looking at government debt of about 42% of GDP and central government deficit below 3% in 2021. But we note that the public finances are increasingly being exposed to macroeconomic stability risks, let it be, for instance, to compensate for higher inflation or through uh, the, the compensation expected to be provided through FX protected deposit, 
and also in terms of financing cost and debt composition with an increasing share denominated in foreign currency. Growth, uh, as you know, has been strong but relatively more volatile compared to peers. Turkey has been one of the few economies that actually managed to grow in 2020 in spite of the pandemic and growth actually reached 11% in 2021, surpassing peers and other large economies as the, in the post-pandemic recovery. However, uh, this strong performance has caused in terms of macroeconomic stability as reflected you know, through high inflation and a weaker lira. The latter, of course, has led to a deterioration in GDP per capita in spite of the story of resilient and strong growth. And although GDP per capita is higher than B or double B peers, it has declined by close to $4,000 since the peak in 2013. So clearly at this stage, we also need to talk about the potential repercussions of the war in Ukraine for Turkey. How are you thinking about that? Uh, we believe that the war will uh, increase the challenges for policymakers and also uh, for the sustainability of this new strategy embodied in the new economic uh, model, right? And also pressure uh, the sovereign external and macroeconomic vulnerabilities. As we've discussed, inflation already reaching multi-decade high levels in February, 54% year-on-year, and higher energy prices as well as higher prices for certain food imports will add to the pressures and contribute to further deterioration in inflation expectations. Also, after a short period of tranquility, the lira has come under pressure since late February, which combined with a relatively weak reserve buffer and negative real rates will challenge the current policymakers' commitment to avoid increasing interest rates and will also maintain a high level of uncertainty regarding what the policy response of authorities will be. Higher energy prices, of course, are not part of the current baseline of policymakers with the latest central bank assumption in early 2022 with an average oil price of $80 a barrel, for instance. In terms of the current account deficit, um, we saw an improving trend since last year, but uh, this is likely to be reversed. Uh, and there are several factors at play here. A most obvious one, of course, higher energy imports due to higher prices, but also we can anticipate a slowdown in export growth in key export markets, as this will be impacted also by geopolitical tensions, higher energy prices, as well as higher inflation. Tourism is, is an important source of revenue on the current account, and the expectation was for a recovery even by the authorities uh, above uh, pre-pandemic levels. Hence, uh, when we look at the prospects of reduced inflows from Russia and Ukraine, uh, and these two countries accounted for about a quarter of visitors in 2021, uh, certainly the industry's expected recovery will be negatively impacted. So overall, we expect a higher current account deficit than our early ferry projection, which was about 1.7% of GDP, or uh, this translated into $12 billion. So a higher current account deficit, also we see limited upside for capital inflows to emerging markets, and especially Turkey with negative real rates, and also the expectation of uh, that uh, policy rate hikes are not in the menu of policymakers, at least in the near term, uh, we could see downside risks to our uh, early February international reserve forecast for end 2022 of $118 billion. Finally, also Turkey is exposed to the increase in geopolitical tensions uh, as this can filter uh, ad additionally into the economy. Turkey has a delicate balancing act to play 
on the one hand being a member of NATO, also uh, very uh, overly supporting Ukraine's territorial integrity, but also managing an already complex relation with Russia with different flashpoints or uh, conflicted interests in other regions in the world, and also the expectation right, that Turkey is willing to play a, a larger role in terms of mediating for between these, these parties in the crisis, which in turn, you know, create also a high profile for Turkey on the political side, but also great risk given this uh, conflict and relationship both with the West, NATO, Ukraine on one side, but also in Russia as a key economic partner. Thanks for your insights, Eric, and thank you all for listening. For more information on our ratings and research on Turkey, please visit us at FitchRatings.com. We hope you will join us for the next edition of the Fixed Interests podcast.